Kanye West. You know, I agree with Pastor Chris Priestley and what he had to say about this. I, I don't know Kanye personally, but if he honestly thinks for one second that calling on the name of Jesus will somehow forgive a lifetime of misogyny, of blasphemy, of profanity and sexual immorality, then he is absolutely right. That is the gospel, and Christians are trying to crucify the man for giving his life to Jesus, judging him as a mature Christian whenever he is an infant in the Lord. People are literally in their prayer rooms, in their prayer closets, in their and you know, in their church uh, prayer rooms, the prayer layers, they're literally sitting there praying for hours each week that a revival would take place, that God would move. And as soon as God moves, they say, well, not through Kanye. That's not how I meant for you to move God. But what is taking place is radical. God is doing something special. And in really <clears throat> taking someone like Kanye from a life similar to how he pulled Paul the Apostle, Saul at the time, from what he was doing. Listen to this. 1 Timothy chapter 1, 12 through 17. This is Paul talking. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Check it out. Although I was, a, I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy. Praise God, because I did it ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Praise God, of whom I am chief. However, for this reason, I obtained mercy that in me, first, Christ Jesus might show all longsuffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now, to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. God can do it for a man like Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, but he can't do it for a man like Kanye. Wow. Well, guess what? Today's show is going to be about Kanye, the famous rapper and businessman who is making controversial headlines absolutely everywhere over his new album called Jesus is King, which, check this out, is trending on every major social media platform in America. Hundreds of thousands of people, it's a conversation starter. Hundreds of thousands of people are talking about and saying the phrase, Jesus is King. And we're going to be talking about on today's program what our response as Christians ought to be towards him. Because right now, I'm trying to stay calm because my blood is boiling towards certain people in the body of Christ that are trying to kick Kanye to the curb right now. 
Andrew Bellers and I also spent hours and hours this week going through interview after interview after interview, cutting them all up into a six-minute highlight reel of the things that Kanye is doing and saying right now after his conversion. We're basically displaying the fruit because so many people are wanting to judge him without observing his fruit. So we've done the hard work. We've done, we've done the groundwork. We have a video to show you exactly what he is doing. Because as of right now, he has done and said nothing that I would stand in objection to him at this moment to say, no, he's not really uh, a believer right now. So we're going to provide that for you, for you to make a proper decision yourself. And we're also going to be talking about a pretty remarkable prophecy uh, concerning Kanye West, Justin Bieber, and President Donald Trump that was given back in September that seems to be coming into really kind of partial fruition right now. We're going to take a quick break. I want to encourage you uh, to partner with this ministry, truly partner with us. Uh, we could not do this without you. So the, the links are, have, are, are on the bottom of the screen and uh, just ask the Lord what you should help us with this month. We'll be right back after this. Skepticism. You know, I'm actually naturally a, a skeptic by nature. Um, and even with Kanye's conversion, I had my first few moments of skepticism myself. I did. And because I don't think the Lord wants us to just be completely taken advantage of. But I want to make this statement right now. That I would rather be for Kanye in this moment and be wrong than completely against him and be right later. But I will say that I was a skeptic at first, before I really knew what was going on, before I did get this, what the Bible instructs me to do, what the Bible instructs you to do, to observe and to know the Lord's, who the Lord's are by their fruit. You will know them by the fruit they bear. Because <clears throat> weird stuff was happening without knowing the details, without knowing that Connie actually said, I am now of the Lord's. I worship Jesus. Before all of that and seeing what he's doing with these weird traveling Sunday services that he's putting on, okay, that's kind of weird. And 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 why was it, uh, you know, invite only initially? What he was doing probably seemed very cultish to me. It seemed cultish to me at first. You know, everybody dressed in all white, dancing in circles, Oh, you know, probably just Kanye West, you know, thinking that he's God deifying himself again. I mean, you know, oh, well, it's just another publicity stunt. These are the thoughts that I had that you probably had initially if you haven't looked into it. And let me tell you right now, no, no, and no. The fruit that he is displaying is good, my friends. We are going to be taking a look at, at, at a six-minute video of the things that he's been doing and saying. Since, in, since his conversion, and it is incredible. So, yes, he is no longer of the world. Let me tell you. I'm going to be showing that video to you in just a couple of minutes. So, we're going to get into the things that Kanye has done and said since his conversion, but I want to say this right now. As believers, okay, now let's kind of slow down and think about this, because a lot of people forget this. As believers, we are not to judge the world. And those living in it, which is, you know, the Christian way of saying we are not 
to judge those who were not saved by the blood of Jesus. Listen, one of my favorite analogies is this. If I go down to the pond and I feed the ducks with my little girl and we're throwing the bread out and they're all around us quacking and quacking and quacking and we're throwing the bread and they're quacking and they're quacking and quacking and they won't stop quacking. But guess what? You know what I'm not going to get mad at the ducks for doing? I'm not going to get mad at the ducks for quacking. Why? Because they're ducks. And that's what ducks do. Ducks quack. I'm not going to judge them for that. They don't know any better. In the same way, I'm not going to judge someone that is in the world that doesn't have the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to judge them by the holy word of God. Because those in the world are going to act like those in the world. We are not to judge it. And while Kanye was in the world, we were not to judge him. Now, we are to judge other believers and test things by their fruit they bear. But also, do not forget that Kanye right now is an infant in Christ. I mean, think about this. This is a very simple analogy. Did you fall more when you were learning to walk or as a mature adult? I mean, even mature adults, they fall every once in a while, but not like a child learning to walk. It'd be kind of weird if an adult was falling every couple of steps he took dozens and dozens of times a day. That would be weird. Yes, that isn't normal behavior, but it is normal behavior when you are what? Learning to walk. I'm not going to judge my little girl for falling. Rather, I'm going to encourage her to get back up. And the same thing with new converts. Keep that in mind. Actually, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, this is Paul talking. And he was saying this, actually. He said, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal, as to babes in Christ or infants in Christ. Paul was rebuking a church that was supposed to be a mature body of believers, but instead he said he had to treat them like new converts, babies in the faith. So what does this tell us? Yes, that though he was rebuking one crowd, it implies that there is a way to treat new converts and that is with patience. That is with gentleness. Hear me, church, because many of you are trying to crucify this guy. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, indicates that there is a state of spiritual infancy from which we grow by the intake of the word of God. Paul indicated in Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, that spiritual growth should culminate finally into spiritual maturity. Now, because we're talking about this, I do want to quickly address this, that there is a common misconception right now in the body of believers, in another sect of a body of believers, that Christians are not to judge at all. And that's simply not true either. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 through 12, it says this, I wrote to you in my epistle, not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yet I certainly did not mean with sexually immoral people of this world or with the people who are covetous or extortioners or idolaters, since 
then you would need to go out of the world. So Paul is saying here, I'm not telling you not to associate with those people that are in the world because we're supposed to be spreading the gospel. I'm not saying to be up completely apart with them, okay, apart from them. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reveler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, not to eat even with such people. For that, for what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? So yes, we are to judge the body of Christ within the walls, and not in a negative, horrific way, but as to correct them, to, to strengthen them, to encourage them, to reconnect with the power source, which is the Holy Spirit, which is God. And we are to judge, judge them by their fruit. Okay, one more scripture, and we're going to get into it. We are to judge them by their fruit. Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous as wolves. But you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so... Every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you will know them. You will know the body of Christ by their fruit. So at this time, we're going to play a video on the new fruit, so to speak, of Kanye's life. And we did this. We put in the legwork here because so many Christians, it is easier for them to simply judge Kanye and write him off rather than to do their own research and to actually listen to the record, to actually listen to the interviews and see what he has to say. This is the new Kanye. Why did you make this particular album? Because Jesus is king. I was making I Love It a year ago. I had denounced Christ. And God brought me the hardest year of my life and said, are you ready, my son? You know, there's a lot of people that were praying for me when I was, you know, all the way gone. When I was on the, you know, at the MTV Awards holding a Hennessy bottle, running on stage. When I was, uh, you know, doing creative direction for certain award shows. It was people in my family that were praying for me, but they couldn't call me and scream at me. I'm a grown man, I made my own mind. I actually made it this far by not listening to anybody. Sure. You know, so I don't want advice from people, but it's God, you know, that came and put this thing on my heart and said, you know, are you, are you ready to be in service to, to him? Now, this year, after this year, I 200 tweet, all this type of stuff, I was like, look, God, Take the wheel. You know how people mm -hmm. say, Jesus, take the wheel? Mm -hmm. I let Jesus take the wheel. Yeah. Would you consider yourself to be a Christian music artist now? I'm just a Christian everything. Uh-huh. Everything. Now that I'm in service to Christ, mm -hmm. my job is to spread the gospel, mm -hmm. to let people know what Jesus has done for me. You know, I've spread it a, a lot of things. I, I, there was a time I was letting you know what high fashion had done for me. I was letting you know what the Hennessy had done for me. I mm. was letting you know all these things, but now I'm letting you know what Jesus has done for me. 
And in that, I'm no longer, uh, I'm no longer a slave. I'm a son now, a son of God. I'm free. The difference is once you're delivered, everything that you do is in service to Christ. And anything that you realize wasn't in service to Christ, you will repent for. I need to repent more. I'm sure there's things where I'll look at this interview and say, was that self-serving or was that mm -hmm. in service to Christ? What do you say to people who would say, and there will be people that will say, I don't believe it. I don't believe the reawakening of that Kanye is saying he's having. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's that, you, what, that you would be one day living your life in one way and now saying everything is for this. I'm not sure I believe it. What would you say to those people? Well, I'd say when you go to sleep, would you agree that you are asleep when you are asleep? And when you wake up, would you agree that you are awake when you are awake? Yeah. Would you agree that, that those are two different states? People who don't believe are walking dead. They are asleep, and this is the awakening. How do you deal with the enoughs? And when I say the enoughs, I mean Christian enough, hip hop enough, street enough, corporate enough, black enough, brown enough, cool enough. Like, how do you deal with all those enoughs? I done had enough. Right. <laughs> the funny thing is people are like, man, this is gonna be harmful for your career. This is gonna be, I said- Did you worry about that? Man, I fear and love God. Uh -huh. When you remove the fear and love of God, you create the fear and love of everything else. You're talking to somebody right now that only fears God and Jesus has won the victory. And I appreciate the journey. I appreciate the suffering so that we know how Jesus suffered. I appreciate the, the doubters. I appreciate all the dynamics that humanity has to present. What do you want us to get from Jesus as King? The title right there. The fact that everyone says that is enough. There's an opportunity where people are coming for the music, but they may leave with salvation. What does that do for Kanye, like your catalog? Would you say you probably may never do another one of those songs again live? It ain't even a probably. Like, no, oh, we could play that beat. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just adjusting, even when I do Jesus Walks, I say, I say, we ain't trying to turn atheists into believers. Now I say, we are turning atheists into believers. And it'd be all offbeat and everything. I'd be like, yep. Argue yeah. about his facial features. We're here to turn atheists into believers. I'm just trying to say the way school needs Jesus, the way Catholic needed Jesus. That's the way I need Jesus. Now I'm praying and saying, exactly we said 10 years ago, how do I do this all for Christ? How do I bring it all to the church to be a Christian innovator? Everything we do is for the church so we can heal, so we can go on missions. We're praying for the answer mm. in God's time for me to be able to work only for the church. That, you wanna say my 20 year vision? That's my 20 year vision. Everything that I do is for the church. Even designing a shoe for the church. Even all the shoe names, our shoe names be like John 316 instead of 350s. Now, everything is for, now, mm. everything is for the church. So uh, if everything is for the church, yeah. and that includes the, the relationship with your fans, let me ask you this. Is there a desire? Is there a desire ultimately to convert? To convert, to convert people? 
through this process? It's not a desire. It's my only mission and calling is to mm. spread the gospel. When I make a song, it's to spread the gospel. When we make a device, is to spread the gospel. There's the ranch, any ranch that we use, the ideas behind it to spread the gospel. Whatever God has planned, mm. that I am ready to be in service to God and whatever he has planned for me. Amen. You know, I'm gonna be vulnerable for a second. I can't listen to Jesus as King one time all the way through without crying. Like, it is so anointed. God is using it. What's happening in Kanye's life, it's pretty incredible, isn't it? It seems that, honestly, God is doing something pretty stinking awesome right now. You know, also, Kanye West, I don't, I wasn't in that, those clips, but he's also come out incredibly strongly against abortion. And he also has been talking about how, how looking at pornography is not okay. And he's been proclaiming the gospel of Jesus wherever he goes. Literally, abortion, pornography, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. The things that most pulpits today are not talking and not doing, this man is doing. And the man has a platform of a billion people. People that will listen to him that will not listen to a regular preacher. The phrase, Jesus is king, is literally trending on every social media outlet. People are going to church right now that have never went to church. People are giving their lives to Jesus. It is a time of rejoicing and praising. What I believe we are witnessing is a man who has counted the cost, a man whose cross, he's, he's taken it up. A man whose life was once lost and now is found. It's similar to many of our stories. A life that has went from darkness to light, from death to life. All because of what? The saving power of Jesus. And if you're not excited about this, and I'm praying for you right now that the Lord will restore the joy of your salvation in your life. I'm praying that this starts a revival. Yet Christians at the same time are crucifying Kanye. Christians by the boatload are trying to crucify the man. And guess what? You know what's just the irony of it all? These are the same Christian people that will head to church this Sunday. Like every Sunday. Sit in the same pew that they sit in every single week. They're going to turn to their hymnals. And they're probably going to sing... Amazing Grace, in which they memorize the page that is on in the hymnal, and they're going to sing the words, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. All while despising the fact that God could save a wretched like a Hollywood rapper. But he can save a wretch like you. Not Kanye. If Kanye's not redeemable, then neither am I. And neither are you. Like I said earlier, Christians beg for God to move. And now that he is, and once again, this isn't the only thing God's doing in the earth by any, by any shot. But whenever God is moving, and now they're saying, but not through Kanye. And get this, I don't care what Kanye's done in his past. Your unsaved self 
would probably have done the same things too if you had his money. The man's a billionaire, okay? And it's you know it's always been my opinion, and and take this with a grain of salt, but it's it's been my opinion for a while now that money doesn't corrupt people. What are you talking about, Zach? No, well. Money doesn't corrupt people. I believe that it simply amplifies what's already in their heart. That's what it does. Your unredeemed self, if you would have a billion dollars, it's like a magnifying glass to your heart. Money simply amplifies what's already there in your heart. There's a real movement right now going on in Hollywood where stars are turning their lives over to the Lord and we need to be praying for them, that they will become grounded in the word. And, and I might be wrong about Kanye, completely wrong. And I'm saying that right now, and it doesn't even matter. I would rather be for Kanye and be wrong than against him and him preaching the gospel to the world and be right. Because guess what? Either way, Christ is talked about. Christ is preached. Actually, Philippians 1, chapter 15 through 18, addresses that exact same thing I just said. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, uh, rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerity, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? That's, that's Paul talking. What does it matter, guys? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. Come on now. Praise break. This is awesome. This is good stuff. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. Incredible. Incredible. Pray for Kanye. Pray for others in Hollywood that are giving their lives to Jesus. Pray for Justin Bieber. And we have a couple more minutes. I want to get into this prophecy. There is a prophecy, there's a prophetic word that if this word is true, my goodness, this could be incredible. It could start a revival. This word was given by Jeremiah Johnson, a teacher, a prophet, and an author of multiple books. He's traveled all throughout the United States. He's appeared on Supernatural with Sid Roth, uh, The Jim Baker Show, uh, Ask Dr. Brown, as well as all the networks, Daystar, TBN, God TV, Jeremiah Johnson. And this was written in September before... Kanye was like really public about his conversion. <clears throat> Here, here's the prophecy. Meet Donald Trump, Justin Bieber, and Kanye West, three men anointed by God himself who are shaping and will shape and shift the political and religious landscape of America in the days ahead. I know these guys, question mark, have you lost your mind, Jeremiah? No, but I did have a prophetic dream and an encounter on September 15th that has convinced me beyond my own opinions and beliefs that God has chosen these three men to be incredible wrecking balls to American religious and political beliefs and ideologies. Here's the dream. And the dream, I joined thousands in the audience as Donald Trump, Kanye West took the stage and began to share their faith. This is incredible. Think about this because Kanye West hadn't really been public about his conversion yet. It was raw, it was infantile, and they said some things that you would never hear at a traditional church service. Yeah, because, you know, exactly, the Lord doesn't clean you and then bring you into the family. He brings you into the family and then he cleans you up. 
Because if you watch the interviews, you know, Kanye still hasn't completely cleaned up his language yet. As they shared, I was intrigued because half of the crowd appeared to appeared saved, but were literally manifesting demons. They shouted, pointed their fingers, and accused. They did not believe that these two men were in any way qualified to speak for and about God. They demanded these men be much more spiritual and articulate concerning spiritual matters than they were actually capable of. Now, the other half of the crowd that gathered was deeply touched and moved to tears. It was stunning. As the tension and division in the room escalated, Justin Bieber walked out on stage, and the crowd was thrown into utter chaos. Again, half the crowd went wild in ecstatic cheers that Bieber had come out to sing and share about his faith, to promote Jesus. And the other half of the crowd was so irate, they started rioting. The atmosphere became so toxic that the gathering had to be shut down. In the midst of the frenzy, I pushed my way to the front of the stage to try and get the attention of one of them. I found all three were in tears, deeply wounded by the response of half the crowd who caused the riot and forced the meeting to be shut down. When I gathered them up, I started prophesying to them. This is what I said to each. And now there is a word that he gave for Kanye to Justin and Donald Trump. We're going to post the link of what he said to those men uh, in the description because we are out of time for today, but I am going to quickly read the one paragraph that he said concerning Kanye West, because that's what the show topic primarily is about today. Kanye, just as the Lord raised up Donald Trump to be a wrecking ball to this nation, so God has raised you up as another wrecking ball for such a time as this. Trump has wrecked the political landscape in America, but you shall wreck the religious one. You both will not say and do many things that the church will demand, but heaven has designed it this way. There is a spiritual father, a pastor that will take you underneath his wing, which that's already happened. There is a spiritual father, a pastor that will take you underneath his wing and protect you from the masses. And he is a good pastor. He is biblically sound. I mean, he's a good guy. For the brood of vipers will seek to crucify you ahead of your time. And that's what we're watching right now. Listen. <clears throat> if you're watching this video, this is primarily for Christians that have been judging him incorrectly. But if you're watching this video and you were simply just <clears throat> interested in what does this guy have to say about Kanye West, and you're looking at the life of Kanye West and the change that has happened in his life, that same change has happened in my life, and that same change can happen in your life, all you need to do is repent of your sins and give your life to God. That's it. Confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. That you believe and proclaim that Jesus died and rose again on the third day. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. And like I said, make him your Lord and master of your life. And he'll come in. The Holy Spirit will literally come inside of your life and he will transform you. And if you do that, I'm encouraging you right now to go and tell somebody that you just gave your life to Jesus. And if you did, this is incredibly important. Get into your word. Get into the word of God. And listen, I'll tell you right now, if you did that and you don't have a Bible, contact us. We will send you one for absolutely free. And it'll be a good one too. I'll get you it all, you know, leathered up and everything. It'll it'll be a nice, good New King James Bible. You're gonna love it. Get into your word. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Get the gospels inside of you. Listen, we are completely out of time for today. We will see you all next week.